Welcome back to the Trusted Visions Weekly Podcast. We are we're unpacking this month, Stacy, of working with a third-party recruiting firm and how that benefits our audience being advisors and or OSJs. Yes, it's hat day. I figured we're going to celebrate 4th of July and continue on to that. So I got my patriotic hat. I apologize for the lighting. I'm in the lodge at the campground. And so there's windows everywhere, which is a great view for us. Um, audience, I apologize. I am very bright in the spotlight. But this week, we're going to continue to unpack that you know, topic of working with a third-party recruiting firm. And, and Stacy, you're going to be doing the majority of the talking on this one. Um, but to our audience, if they've worked with a, a third-party recruiting firm and for an advisor or OSJ and decided to work with a firm, can you talk about level-setting expectations of how involved should that third-party recruiting firm be when you're going through that due diligence process of exploring broker-dealer partners? And more importantly, understanding that our audience has a business to run, how many firms should a third-party recruiting firm introduce that advisor or OSJ to? Because you say this a lot, and, and I love the analogy of it's analysis by paralysis of once you've talked to 10 different firms, by the time you've had that 10th conversation, you don't even remember what that first conversation was. So I guess two-part question for you, Stacey, is how involved and what should our audience's expectations be in working with a third-party recruiting firm? And then secondly, how many firms realistically, if if a third-party recruiting firm is doing their job, should they be introducing them to? Great. And last week we covered a, a little bit of this or just, you know, the start of it. When you're working um, with different third-party recruiting firms, uh, such as Trusted Visions, there's many out there, um, but they all work a little differently, right? I, I think there's the top tier quality firms that really have a strong involvement uh, with each candidate that they're working with in regards to finding the right fit, Uh based on listening to each advisor. And um, as you're going through that, I, I think, uh, again, it's it's your kind of top tier. And then you've got a lot of offices that will go through and just share your name with a lot of different firms. So I'll, I'll get to the kind of number of firms that you might um, be introduced to and what I think is uh, appropriate there. But as far as the engagement goes, so you've been introduced to someone, um, I would expect, Jeremy, and what I saw on my corporate side is, uh, the better firms stay on those calls. They know when something is heard. I, I just was on a call the other day and a question came up and it was, um, you know, nothing against the other person on the other end of the call, but they didn't know the answer. My experience, I knew that could be a problem. So we have to identify that. We ask the questions. We dig deeper. That's a red flag. No one wants to get to the end of a transition. You've made your decision and you have, hey, the surprise in the ninth hour. But our experience, Jeremy, doesn't necessarily count unless we're there to help guide that, to listen to it, to hear where the red flag might come up of, you know, maybe the other end of the line, like they don't have that experience to question that and go further. So I think that's a great example. Um, a couple other times in regards to experience and being involved on in those calls is sometimes, again, not all corporate recruiters, but there are some out there that are just going to skip over some small details. Yeah, like a $60,000 expense detail, right? Something that could impact 20% um, of your revenue. That just happened last week. Wow. 
and we're on the call with that advisor, like, hey, have you asked them about this? Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they waived something or they got rid of it. But that fee is there. We save that advisor quite a bit of money uh, by their involvement with us and us asking that question. We, we weren't actually representing that firm, but we helped them do a comparison um, just in who they were looking at and some other discussions that they had already started. And so I'm proud of that, right? Because we save that advisor quite a bit of expense by our involvement, by listening, and by getting into the details with them. As far as number of firms, um, you know, sometimes advisors, they want to go out there and I've seen uh, them go through 20 different firms and their analysis and doing home office visits. And if, if you're somebody that really likes to do that, uh, it, I think it's a distraction from your uh, day-to-day business needs and your family. Um you know, by all means, go ahead. And and there's some firms out there that they'll give you 20 different names and you can still go through it all, right, without their involvement. But I do believe where we make the difference is helping, again, save time um, and narrowing that down. You know, two, three firms. And then let's make sure we give our reason why we're introducing to the two or three firms that we are from a fit um, we want to look at the financials and, of course, any special considerations that the office has or needs for their clients. Um, and that's where we can really do quite a bit of research and save some time as we go through um, our broker-dealer relationships and contracts. That doesn't mean you can't go beyond those initial two or three because we've done that too. Hey, didn't like this about that firm or really like this. I wish they had that. Um, and we can expand out from there. But let's, again, let us help you save time, give her reasons why, and keep that narrowed uh, focus um, just to keep it easier through that process. So again, a lot of things as you go through those uh, those conversations that we want to help with, uh, the pro-con list, um, sometimes you might miss a, a key uh, point or fee in the discussion that we can help with. Um, we want to navigate any, uh, I hate to say this, but some firms might use a scare tactic. Oh, you can't go there. They don't support these alternative products and that's going to impact your clients. That may or may not be true. So um, having us on the line to help balance that discussion or actually put some facts behind it, uh, again, that's where we can really spend some time and add value. So, Jeremy, I have a question for you now. Okay. As you're working with offices, is it fair to ask how you're paid and how much you're being paid? So, that is a great question, Stacey, and I I love this question. It's a stickler for me um, from the perspective of when I founded Trusted Visions, you know, my one of our core foundational beliefs are full transparency. And, And so, for us, it was... We don't work with any firm that pays us any differently, whether it's an enterprise, an OSJ, a broker dealer, whatever it may be. Um, And and to answer your question, yes, as our audience, you should always ask that question of how firms like ours are getting paid. And if they hesitate to answer that question, don't walk, run. Um, and, And it's also fair to ask that question of, are you getting paid any differently by any of the firms you're introducing me to and or are you getting paid any differently to introduce me to a specific enterprise or OSJ within that broker dealer versus another? And the reason you should ask that is it's not an I gotcha moment. It's you have to know and understand as our audience, is there somewhat of a bias 
for you swaying me one direction or the other. And, and don't get me wrong, Stacey, you and I have been in these on these calls and these meetings where some firms are more than willing to pay us more than others. And, and I get that and I respect that. But if we are truly as a unbiased third-party recruiting firm sitting here saying we're sitting on the same side of the table as you, how can we truly do that if we're getting paid three or four or six percent more with one firm than the other? Um, not saying you can't, but as we all know, money gets in the way and kind of clouts that decision-making process if you're getting paid 50, 100, $150,000 more. Um, I, I always use the prime example of I was working with an enterprise about two and a half years ago, very close friend of mine. And quite honestly, we got paid a little over $200,000 less by introducing him to a firm that was in his and his group's best interest than another firm that we could have introduced him to. But at the end of the day, it's it's about what's in the best interest of our clients, being our advisors, OSJs, enterprises, and their clients over any financial gain that we can particularly see. So to answer that question, Stacey, I, I think it's more than a fair question. Like I said, if somebody hesitates to answer that question or you know, just says, nope, I don't get paid any differently, question it a little bit. And not saying that they don't have integrity or ethics, but you want to make sure that the third-party recruiting firm that you're working with is first and foremost looking out for the best interest of you, your practice, your clients, and the legacy you've built. And that's first and foremost. The financials, in my opinion, in 23 years of doing this, for firms like ours, the financials will always come if you do right by the clients that you serve. And so great question there, Stacey. Um, you know, I, I look forward to continuing to dig into this topic even more next week. Um, we're going to get really granular next week and talk about kind of the differences between, as you put it, top tier firms versus other firms out there and not bad mouthing any of them. But as we always wrap up, Stacey, your contact information. Yeah, my number is 641-919-6722. And the email is stacy.martin at trustedvisions.com. And for me, 480-430-5012 or info at trustedvisions.com. Hope everybody has a great week. Stacy, look forward to chatting with you again next week about more about this topic.